Clear-checking chairman parts strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time looms. And in the front bar of a top-end pub. So, as we're discussing this, I decide, as is my want, to make it a little bit Shakespearean. I jump up on the cast deck with a flourish of the rod and declare, To Bimni or not to Bimni? That is the question. Whether it is nobler on the Mary to cop the sting and blisters of outrageous heat stroke, or to put the bastard shade up and risk dropping a metery in the tangled fray. Beard! Oh, oh. More! Oh, get your bums in the boat and get on with it! G'day fishos and welcome back to the tinny for the first week of the runoff or a week since the runoff was called since the green light of the runoff and it continues into this weekend with neepish tides I mean it, we're obviously transitioning into a different style of fishing as the tides uh, neepen up and no doubt the conga line will be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people long out at uh, out at shady camp but we do have some reports for you this week uh, well worth listening in for about how the daily fish the first week uh, that the public boat ramp opened um, both from kind of further upstream but also from a crew who's been down to the mouth on a big uh, a mothership so that's well taken care of and also some reports starting to come in from the top of the south meanwhile on the east here's a great update to kick off the tinny this week an update on blue mud uh, from the NLC Permission has now been granted for wreck fishos to access the uh, eastern bank. It's the Arnhem Land side of the intertidal zone. So that was, you might note, when you had a look at the maps, fishos, that was red. Uh, that now goes back to yellow. Just a few weeks into those negotiations, and obviously the traditional owners are happy to, um, to reopen that to wreck fishos anyway uh, for the moment under that agreement. So that'll be updated on the site, uh, obviously, soon. Got some updates there too, because so many Jabaroo fishers were planning to have a crack at it this weekend as Majila dropped. Uh, Majila's now back up again, so that that's unlikely to happen. I'm joined by the Beard, uh, and he's down the the Roper. We'll, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from him, Beard. Aren't we all? There's going to be adventure of some sort. I think there's going to be. He's very reflective, so I think there's going to be lots of uh, lessons learned and uh, and and possibly whole new perspectives on on life. What What's your prediction? Do you want to make a bold prediction like Andy would? Andy would normally come out at this time and make some outlandish prediction. Would you like to make a prediction? No, I just think he's gonna he's gonna come back having caught you know, like not heaps, um, but uh, still but, heaps excited. But but very much focused on on uh, on the other benefits of the trip, the mateship, uh, how good it was to be out there, <laughs> and the wildlife he saw, and the wildlife, yeah. yeah. You you went down south for the first tour of duty with the with the newborn. That yeah, was good. There's yeah. a ch- there's a challenging, there's a challenging trip. Oh, yeah, six hours in a car with a newborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was it, it, it was great. Saw lots of family. Uh, got to go uh, uh, spear fishing a couple of times. Mm. Got some abs and speared a salmon, which was a new thing. 
But uh, but what I've been doing since then is just sort of looking online. I'd ordered some lures, and I'd just been following. You know, you press the tracking thing. You're like, where is it up to? Where are my lures? Where, where are they? Yeah, that was ages ago. And then you go and you're like, you know, I ordered from WA, you know, and then it's gone. It's like it's gone to Perth. And then it's going to Adelaide. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Just send it to Darwin. Uh, they haven't arrived yet. Uh, no, it gives the day a little sort of perk. You sort of like <laughs> any day, you know. Man, you must desperately want these lures to be tracking them in the post. They're not even runoff lures. They're, what are you th- they're for the dry season. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rush. Yeah. I've also been looking at, uh, at, and I think you'll appreciate this, um, the best material for, for men's underpants. Oh, this is, this is the stuff that's occupying your time as a new father. Yeah, everything changes. Yeah, it does. Normally, you don't have this much time in your hand. Well, you your missus must be working hard. Cotton's not the best, Tim. The aim being to to remedy jock rot, is it? Well, I can't say. What do you mean you can't? I say? I can't say. But just, you're just, just know time. that this is what I'm researching. You, you have to say you're spending what you time researching the most is that breathable. Is not the best. It wicks the moisture away, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't dry. They don't dry very easily. If it's not cotton, what is it then? Uh, what you want is like a sort of a um, a, a modal type fabric, uh, <laughs> which is sort of a bit more highly processed, but uh, but but wicks and and dries out very quickly. That's what you want. I was talking. I was talking to my mate about Jock Rot just yesterday. He's up from Adelaide, but he's he's from Darwin, so he knows the phenomenon. He knows it well. He was a huge sufferer when he lived here. Mm. He went to Cornflower behind the seat of the car. Oh, just gave himself a dusting every... Yeah. Yeah, right. But, but wouldn't that just create dough in between your legs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know that's what, uncomfortable. Do you know what you're starting here, I've just realised? What? This is the next anti-seasickness medication... Ch- We're going to start getting emails, <laughs> yeah. I bet you. Be, where, where'd you get that? <laughs> don't use... Don't don't make your legs like dough. Don't use cornflour. What's, what's the name flour. of that material? Yeah. No, I use olive oil. <laughs> I use the Prantle powder. What what was the material again, Beard? All I'm going to say is look beyond cotton and 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 spandex is not the answer. Oh, well, come back to us if you if you eliminate jock rot forever. I, I will actually be very interested. Shaping up is a big weekend as we said for shows. A bugger all win. Water running off all over the shop and and heading into those neap tides so you can choose your own adventure over the next week or so. The vortex of indecision, the corner of the Stuart Nineham highways will no doubt be running hot. Do I drive east? Yeah, do I dive south? Mm. Uh, where to turn at the at the endless roundabout of indecision? Yeah, yeah. Come to think of it, that'd be the place to set up sort of a little a little stall. I think. You know? Oh yeah. If you wanted to flog off some old lures, or you know, um, maybe even sort of you know some some prefish sort of hot massage, or uh, or, or the odd tarot reading about you know what the that'd day will nice bring. Get my cards read. Mm. On my palm. Yeah. <laughs> or, and what I was thinking, this is a little bit sinister, but like uh, you could have a banana stand uh, there t- as purely to use as, as weapons of sabotage. The boats come past you. <laughs> yeah, got you. Yeah. You're, the, having, you're the, having a crap day. banana grenade. You know who'd stop for the tarot reading though? Who? Andrew Wharton. <laughs> He'd stop and go, I need to know. How's it looking today? <laughs> he'd, he'd lob a banana grenade and it would end up, em, end up in his own boat. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Hope you're going well, Andy. Uh, stay tuned to the, to the tinny for reports from the Roper, the Gulf, the East, the South, the Daily and uh, Shady and Far Beyond with Tim and Beard. Bit of a story to it. Snap my barrel rod straight in half. It was a horse. Mm. I thought, yep, there's a poem there. Tales from the Tinny. Well, Beard, five days 
four boats and 11 men from different states, like they've come in for this trip. Uh-huh. Some of those men are friends. Let's presume it's a once-a-year trip. It might be a once-every-two-year trip. Yeah. But some of them are friends of friends. Sounds like trouble. What, what do you expect to happen? Five days, four boats, 11 men. I would expect things to get loose. Often if it doesn't get loose, you know, a, 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 a conscientious a strategic effort is made to loosen it by one, one or two of the members. Most often they're the friend of the friend who you don't really know. Like at a Bucks party that's going along sort of a bit too sensibly and everything, everyone's a bit too amicable. Yes, everything's a bit too nice. One person decides, I'm going to be the spanner here. That, I'm, I'm going to set fire to that building yeah. and let's see what happens. I'm going to throw the bunger <laughs> yeah, in, right. into the cow shit. <laughs> Jace was at the helm of, of what I suspect ended up as a similar kind of mission um, uh, down to the daily actually. So a really current report from just the last few days. How are you, Jace? Hey, hey, guys, how are you? Are we about right, or or was it all very sensible? I think you're right on the money. It uh, started <laughs> off sensible and um, ended up, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, right. So someone threw a bunger into the cow poo. Close. The mate of mine from up here organises a trip. Uh, a few of his my four guys from uh, Victoria. I've got a mate comes from Adelaide. Uh, another mate come from uh, Victoria, and then a few of us from here in the territory. So, yeah, eleven of us. Most of us have. Um, Met before, um, once or once or twice on, a, on the last sort of six eight years. So the last time we caught up was two years ago. Uh, we're actually in the same spot again, actually. Uh, but however, I only sort of popped down for a couple of days. I couldn't do the full trip, um, so I probably didn't get the the, the full brunt of their their big trip last time. But I still got a paper. <laughs> got the full brunt this time. We'll come to that though. Let's let's look at where you went because it it was a mothership at the mouth of the daily. Everyone's keen to know how it fished. So I must admit, there's a lot of fresh water. I'm, I was quite surprised, um, even when getting out, sneaking out to Cape Ford, that I noticed some fresh water out there. And even when we were on our way over from Dundee, I couldn't come down Daly River because it was closed at the time. We had to make our voyage from Dundee to the mouth. And um, we sort of noticed coming into the back of the Vern- uh, Parent Islands, uh, we, we all thought that it was fresh water that we could see. So to us, it seemed like, yeah, a lot of fresh water. And we knew daily was up um, just days before that. So all of that water was obviously coming out and into that um, Anson Bay area. How was the fishing around Anson Bay over the five days? Being five five days fishing there, we were able to uh, mix it up a bit between barra and reef and going wide and, and things like that. So we sort of ticked all the boxes and we got us some reefies and yeah barra and some salmon the barra weren't as, as thick as we were hoping we all sort of got a few but 97 uh was the biggest out of our cruise 80s and 70s and stuff like that so look still plenty of fun a lot of threadies there definitely good fun to catch and yeah a couple of them in the rescue were, were nice were you, you casting into to barra buffing or what sort of towards the late, later of the trip where the tides were a bit bigger a bit more in the spring um, yeah, those turns of the tide, we saw a lot more bait coming out of the creeks and we were starting to see a bit more action on the surface, wolfing and even sort of barrel rolling. You could sort of see their tails sort of after a wolf. You could see their tail rolling through the water and uh, bait just jumping everywhere. That's quite exciting. But uh, that almost made it frustrating to be honest. We were sort of throwing in amongst that stuff and struggling to hook up. It wasn't until we were sort of out a bit further from the creek where the, um, the action was less, but there was more... More, more action on the lures, so to speak. Hey, is that is that dog of yours ripping someone apart? Have you and fed you, that dog? And do you need to deal with it? That's next door. I'll, I'll, re, I'll relocate 
<laughs> that dog is definitely ripping someone apart. I mean, imagine you threw everything you had at him. Oh, absolutely. And my uh, my console of my boat was like a Christmas tree at one stage. I bet. With him, uh, hanging off of it that we tried, and uh, I was getting sort of angry towards the end. It's like they're laughing at you. It was definitely more along the higher tides um, once the water had pushed up and gave the boat a bit more area to move around and the bow to sneak in there and start doing their thing. So, yeah, impressive to see lots of bait. Yeah, that bait is alive at the moment. I'm sure there's lots of places around down that are alive with all the rain we've had. Totally. Can we, can we move on to the looseness now, please? Well, yeah, you mentioned that you caught the brunt. Tell us what the brunt is. What was the brunt? Was that someone throwing a firecracker into a cow paddy? One bloke, from what I understand, doesn't drink a hell of a lot. He was keeping up with the boys, having a few tins. And when we got back to the boat later that day, I did notice he was a bit more boisterous than he normally is, and he was having a wow of a time. <laughs> uh, and then I noticed that the boys were then feeding him with... Uh, He's boisterous, as you put it already. We know what that means in adverted commas. And then he gets fed spirits. Yeah, later in the evening, uh, he shut it down and we all slowly progressively shut it down and headed into our rooms. And uh, this mothership that we're staying on has uh, one one big room where we're all sort of crammed, packed in with a, a series of bunks and beds and little nooks where we sort of sleep up. I could first hear a bit of knocking and bashing going on and wasn't too sure what was happening. And then I sort of felt someone trying to climb into my bed. <laughs> Here comes the brunt. <laughs> <laughs> said, hey, 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 wrong wrong bed. And then it went quiet for a few seconds. And, and then all of a sudden I could hear and I could feel splashing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. We, asked, we asked for this. I know we did, yeah. <laughs> I worked out at that stage that I was getting my first golden shower. Good time to say congratulations, I suppose, or commiserations. <laughs> there be the brunt. And look, uh, I it, it happens. I mean, the guy's got had a had a skin full, gone to sleep. Presume he's sleepwalking, is he? Uh, it you know it it happens. What do you mean it happens? What you, it happens? How many times has this happened to you it, to it, make look, it normal? Can we just say it happens? Was that the end of it? He he was put to bed, and and you were you were disgraced. Uh, unfortunately, that, that that wasn't it. I um, and mistakenly by me, I was I reached for my phone to to turn my light on to see what was actually going on. <laughs> <laughs> then you copped the brunt. I could actually see that he'd um, basically half choked his killer pipe, and it was midstream, and he just pinched it off, and and uh, it was just staring at me, and I'm going, hey, 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 what, what's going on? What's going on? He said, I'm just trying to have a piss. I'm just trying to have a piss. And I thought at this stage he might be awake or aware of what he'd just done or what he was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he was said he'd choked it off midstream, so he hadn't finished his job. This is a dangerous and delicate time <laughs> in your negotiations <laughs> <Yeah>. then, <laughs> given the choke off. We actually got across to the other side of the little room we are at, uh, into a little alcove where other guys we should just clarify if you've got kids listening or even sensitive adults you, you should have got the tone by now that you know this is this is graphic content i think we foreshadowed this sufficiently yeah though. we've done that okay so he's got to the other alcove there were two blokes he, did he, he didn't release there did he open fire he sort of looked back at me and sort of said i'm just trying to have a piss and then he put his hand on his hip 
No. Like he had that pose like he was about to let rip again. Had the hand on the hip and sort of leant back a bit like he was about to... <laughs> Did you miss. crash tackle him? He was showboating. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was a bit too scared to do anything at the time. I was still laying in bed and un- unsure of the, the whole ordeal. But I actually called out to uh, one of my mates who was about to cop the brunt. Look out, look out! He was starting to get a bit angry at this stage, realising that he, he wasn't going to be able to pee there either. So I jumped out of bed and and uh, opened the door and sort of escorted him out and he stormed out and then uh, went for a pee. I'm not quite sure, but he was close to where the boats were tied up. I wouldn't have been surprised if he actually peed on one of the boats. <laughs> he was going to have his way, regardless of what you said. It happens. Yeah, look, it, it, it happens. Yeah, yeah, look, can we just leave it at that, Jason? It, it happens. And, and how are you actually post-Golden Shower, by the way? <laughs> Oh, look, I, I think I'm covering all right. My, uh, my, my psych says it's good to talk about these things, so that's what I'm doing. Glad you felt safe enough to get it out with the Church of the Tinny. Uh, Jay, stay dry, uh, stay safe, and thank you. No worries. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Tales from the Tinny. Get a mallet up, yeah. Well, you'd think he'd be packing a shower cap for his next trip. Yeah, or some sort of defensive weapon. He did leave it a while before he, he took affirmative action. I guess it was difficult because he didn't know if the guy was awake or asleep, but he was leaving it to him to determine where he, where and how he would choose to urinate for some time. And it's hard because, I mean, that, that, while it sounded like that was very, like it was very drawn out, I'm sure it happened very quickly. I, I'm sure it was in the trauma. It, it happened in an instant. Like, that was way too long for, for, for old mate to be hanging on and waltzing yeah, around. It, and... Well, what you're saying is it impossible that in real time it could have lasted that long? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's testament to the, the level of trauma. And the psych was right. Talk it out. That's a lesson for shows. You know, if, 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 if you're similarly traumatised this runoff, just, just talk it out. Play it out step by painful step. Or drip by painful <laughs> trip. Um, one of those other blokes there too, this was interesting, Beard. Before he could go on the trip, Damo, uh, he had a pile of mulch dumped in front of his boat that what? he had to spread before he, it was a strategic ah, positioning and wow. dumping of the 10 cubes of mulch. That is good. What, by his, his significant other? Uh, presumably, yeah. Uh, so he had to spread that before he could go. It's a, it's a move we've heard of before and a very effective one if you've got landscaping to do. Or even <laughs> during, if you don't. <laughs> we, don't we, we don't have a garden. During, during the run-up, put it in front of the boat. The job will get done quickly. Um, but this came in shortly after chatting to Jace. I just, I just don't have a listen and and make of it what you will. Going lads, it's Waddy here. I'm just on my way back from a trip down daily. Just want to let everyone know that there's still a um, reasonable amount of localised um, little flash floods happening on that um, Daly River Road between the Dorat Road turn off or between Tipperary and. Wooliana Road, um, doesn't take much rain. We had a little bit overnight and Reynolds went up to over a metre. I got through it at about 400 on the way home to Save. But just a bit of a heads up for anyone heading down. Um, the boat ramp's covered in mud and really slippery. The car park has got horrible sharp rocks in it. There's holes all through the road on the way to the boat ramp. Dorat Road's got half a dozen dead boat trailers on it and I'm here in Shady Camp's firing anyway so probably better off heading that way. Catch you later lads.
and what to make of yeah, that? There's a bearded shotgun wielding maniac at the boat ramp too, Waddy. In a mankini, don't go there. In other words, it's fishing well. You don't believe him. I don't know whether to believe him. I like the man. I trust the man. He comes across as earnest and, and believable mm. and and out there for the church of the tinny. I mean, there's sharp rocks and there's potholes and there's mud. He's a, he's a caring man, but he's also very capable of taking the piss. He's, he's very capable of deception. Mm. I think if there's something to be, uh, to be taken out of it, like in his tone, because he, he kept it very consistent throughout. Tone was, tone was, tone was fine. Good, except yeah. for the last couple of words. See you later, fellas. Ooh. Whoa, 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 what was that? There was an upward inflection tidy. I think there was a little, like a little kind of, you know, possibly sinister little, you know, I think that's the moment that if he was taking a piss, that's where we can see. You know what I think the moment was? Mm. I think Shady would be a better option. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or the, uh, he said, you know, the Reynolds came up uh, over a meter and he got through at 400 mil. I mean, you know, some people might say that, oh, well, you can't just make up numbers like that. I think that's the deception. You make up some numbers. I got through at 400 mil. Oh, okay. oh, so a good lie is a specific lie. Yes, yes. And I think Waddy knows this. Yeah. But look, on the other hand, he could just be a bloody good bloke looking out for the church and mirroring what Jay said. The fishing was good, but it wasn't amazing. You know, this, uh, Go to Shady, you'll have better joy and you won't get a puncture or slip over on the mud. This reminds me of the Mona Lisa. You know, you're not sure. what is she smiling? Oh, the expression. Is she not? Yeah. What, what is she thinking in behind those eyes? Yeah, yeah. What does that? What does that? What does that face? What does that? What does that mouth mean? Yeah, maybe Waddy's become the Mona Lisa. Waddy, if we're wrong and you're just being a good bloke, we're broken men here at the Tinny after years and years of trying to cut through the deception. We've become to, cynical. We've become too cynical. And if that's that's the case here, we we apologise unreservedly. You tick them off the list. Of couple of hundred times. Magic meter, coral trout. No, lack of intelligence, I think. Tales from the tinny. Get a mullet up, yeah. Hey, how you going? So I'm Sebastian from Palmerston. Um, just going back in from last week's show, uh, when Tim was talking to Shane Campaign about the Adelaide River, saying that it's cursed and there's nothing in there. Well, that's bollocks. I fished the Adelaide last week and jagged a 94. Uh, Barra? Before that, the last time I fished was in late November in the build-up. And on the exact same tide, at the exact same time of the tide, on the exact same little three-inch plastic, jagged from the same creek a 99 Barra. So maybe it's Johnny on the spot or oh, that's bullshit. There's, there's a creek in the Adelaide around the Wiltshire area that holds 90 centimetre fish. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think that's how it is really. Same tide, same creek, same plastic even. Same drain, same spot, every, everything. And you haven't fished in between? Nope. Why not? Oh mate, I'm too busy, I'm working. <laughs> what, what is this tide that you're talking about by the way? So this tide would be just after the neeps, just about to build. Okay, what tide window? <laughs> and just just know, Fishos, that he just shot me a look that said, there's no way I'm telling you that information. Fair enough. Uh, can I call you Seabass, by the way? Yeah, sure, why not? 
<laughs> I think it would be remiss of me not to ask you that uh, on, a, on a fishing show. Nice fish on, on, on a small plastic though. Yep, on real light gear as well. Well, how light? Oh, sh- 3,000 real, 25 pound braid, 40 pound leader. How was that fight? Yeah, they go hard, eh? Fight like shit. Yeah, look, it actually, because I don't have an electric ring from, we were quite close up in the creek. And yeah, the barrel literally just came right up in front of a boat, took it right in front of us, took off, went out into the main water, which was good, uh, nice and deep, and we just played it and knackered it out, and yeah, got it in. It was on the same plastic, uh, same rod. So I guess the question is, are you going to use that same plastic and same rod again to do the same thing on the next tide uh, window? Oh, you're a mean boy. So basically, no, I won't be because on Saturday I fished middle arm. I hooked a very good fish and being in my little tinny, I shouted to the missus, big fish, it's going, pull the anchor up, we'll go chase him. And I grabbed the tiller, one hand on the rod and it burnt the shit out my thumb and basically um, with a concoction of sun cream, sweat, Top end, big fish, the rod and reel combo went straight out of my hand and into the drink. And yeah, um, some good language was used. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I was, I was pretty upset. It's still a bit bitter in the stomach right now. Hell yeah. What do you think it was? Uh, I'd like to say a barrow or a big dewy, but it was a good fish. And there goes your chance of getting the hat trick on the same lure in the same place in the Wilshire's. What's the lesson there? Don't use sunscreen? hold on harder um, maybe buy a bigger boat get electric who knows you know spend some money so that was saturday and you fished the adelaide on tuesday uh where else did you fish last week so i went to shady camp on the thursday it wasn't great um there was a lot of boats out the front it was no surprise we dropped one fish out the mouth and then on the incoming it seemed to sort of fire up more fish started to show on the sounder but I had to get back to Darwin, so I sort of chased up the river, worked some creeks on the way back up with colour change, and we got two good keepers, 55 and 63. Next trip's planned? Yep, going to Shady in two weeks on the weekend and join the conga line. How big was the conga line when you were out there on Thursday, by the way? Look, we launched pretty early, and there wasn't many boats in when we got there. Um, I reckon by after lunch on the horizon, I probably counted 50 maybe out the front Uh, in terms of how you're going to utilize your leave passes and your free time over the next say two months you said you're going to shady is that where you're going to be concentrating your efforts no i'll probably be doing a few cheeky trips to the south alligator that's me uh stomping grounds when i used to live out there so i like that river what's the story with the sandbar at the ramp yeah don't hit it don't get stuck on it (laughs) it's that simple Well, look, I guess you've proved your point. There are fish in the Adelaide. Look, I think everyone should have their own little gutter somewhere in some system that holds 90s, and I feel like I have got one right now, and I'm going to keep it that way, hopefully. Um, So we'll see what happens in the future. I wish I had a 90 creep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Seabass. No worries. Catch you. Seabass for... It was never explained. Is that for Sebastian? Yeah, so his name, he introduces himself as Sebastian, and Seabass is sort of, I think, is a well-known uh, shortening of the name Sebastian. Seabass. Seabass, I just, I only just worked that out. Seabass for Sebastian. I wish I had a 90s Creek too, Of course man. you do. I mean, yeah, yeah. who wouldn't? Yeah. 
your own private little 90s, Greg. <laughs> well, that was a good week off he had last week, notwithstanding the lost combo in middle arm, of course. Week off hits Adelaide, Shady and the Harbour. Yeah. P- particularly like the use beard of the term the Wiltshire area, which don't, don't you think could be the next Woods Inlet? Yeah, it's 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 sufficiently ambiguous enough to uh, to to let your imag- imagination run wild. Let's just say it was the area around the Wiltshires. <laughs> Something else we don't need to encourage. By the way, we've already got enough people trying to, you know, Woods Inlet. Sp- yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, have a listen to uh, Waddy just earlier. Although mm. that the jury's still out there, Waddy. The jury's still out there. Yes, and if it was Ernest, then all apologies to you. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Seabass, um. Bollocks to you too, good sir. You might have got one or two on the Adelaide, but bollocks to you. G'day, Packy Andy here. It's day two of our fishing trip. Uh, day one yesterday, we arrived and got zero fish. So what we're going to do is just refresh the red Go Fast YYY Delilah sticker, fish measuring sticker. The one I've got on here is a bit faded, and I think that's probably why we didn't get any barry yesterday. Right, so there it is, it's the Tales from the Tinny red Go Fast sticker. That is going to do the trick. I'm going to check back in at the end of the day with the evidence. So relentlessly positive, and a man who just loves to make predictions. If if he's right on his prediction, he never shuts up about it. <laughs> yeah. But but if if he's wrong, it kind of just peters out and never gets mentioned again. It fizzles away. So he makes these massive calls and predictions with zero consequences, Beard. This is why we keep coming back to him saying like, oh, have, you, that have you caught that meter yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we get a cyclone by January? Did, did you get those two tuna and mac you predicted within the first seven and a half minutes of that? Mm. What, you know what I got back from that little coro? Absolute bloody crickets, Warden. <laughs> and it's noted. What, crickets. What, what was also noted was he didn't remove the old sticker. He just put the other one on, on top, top of it. <laughs> it was rash. That was weird. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was rash and weird and yeah. obviously going to lead to disaster. It's like putting a new shirt on over the one that you should be taking <laughs> yeah. off. Everything was wrong there. Yeah, he's also a, a fan of the, the hyperbolic dispatch from the, uh, from the remote wilds. So much hyperbole. Mm. Yeah, like he's he's going full heart of darkness, you know, yeah. into some going deep, incomprehensible, mm. mysterious, remote danger. Mm. Mm. For instance, this is one such actual message he posted uh, on Facebook uh, on Tuesday. Comms very scratchy. Zero tomorrow night as we're going to a full island camp in the Gulf of Carpentaria. Punched through some serious wind and weather, exploring some very difficult to navigate waters today. It was 8 metres one minute, then 30 centimetres the next. Saw the fish. Found the fish, but couldn't convert. Wife of the year goes to Lindell Wharton for an unannounced packing of two high-grade porterhouse steaks in our kit. After being challenged for 12 hours in the water, steak and mushrooms hit the spot. Tomorrow's a new day. If at first you don't succeed, think harder and never give up. By the way, this has to be a sign of things to follow. A cloud in the shape of a fish. A cloud in the shape of a fish. The the guy is slowly 
losing his mind. Do you need some anti-chunder medication over there? <laughs> I kind of do. I need to be a medicated chunderer. <laughs> Compelling stuff, though. Obviously, a, a dramatised version, uh, a.k.a. Martin Sheen, Apocalypse Now, or was that Batman? I, I thought we, and by we I mean you, Beard, um, weren't going to do any more impersonations. I know, exceptions have to be made. And secondly, with relevance to that first point, that was more Batman the Dark Knight than Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> have you ever tried to do Martin Sheen? It's very hard. <laughs> a very worthy attempt at an impersonation which otherwise a band on Tarzan the Tinny. As if Batman wasn't in Vietnam anyway. He probably wasn't. <laughs> he probably was, yeah. <laughs> You've been eating some breathable undies. <laughs> Um, got a hoy from uh, Haggis this week. You can tell Andy I have the same issue with trailer. Andy's trailer went cactus last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky to get back from Shady. Mm-hmm. So he attached a pick, um, fully eaten out by cancer. It looked like a, a, a four by two that had been eaten completely out of the inside by white ants. Oh, just yeah. Just crushing your hand. Yep. We went to the mouth of Shady. As we got there, uh, we saw a 60 centimeter get caught and someone lose a 120 plus. Fished there for 30 minutes as 30 boats rocked up. Decided to run out to Tommy Cut to get away from the crowd. No one was there. No fish there either. Mm. Went back to Shady at the turn of the low. As we got there, boats were pulling in meter fish <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I went the wrong place. I got back just as it's finishing, I bet. We tried our best, but could only pull catfish from the depths. <laughs> Counted uh, over 12 meter plus fish uh, to get caught in two hours. In two hours? Devastated. Um, he'll be fishing Shady again this weekend as part of uh, Teb's 2021. Um, yep. With they're having a bit of a more of a chilled out uh, year this year, um, and this round is actually technically the last round of the 2020 series because they missed out on Shady because of COVID last year. Okay. Uh, so first proper round for 2021 is the daily in May. On the east this week, Magila Creek Crossing on the Owen Pelly Road has been up and down like a yo-yo, just under a meter on Wednesday with a big downpour in Kakadu on Wednesday night. It went straight back up to. 1.5, I've heard in the last 24 hours, it, it, it then went back to 1.3, and then it went back up to 1.8. Mm. We'll probably ho- hover over that one, one metre mark for at least another week now. So for all those planning to get on the east uh, earlier in the week, that ain't going to happen. On the south, the mud bar at the ramp is pretty much gone. I moved down past the ramp to the left-hand corner downstream, so drive wide uh, around it when just, you're heading down. Just don't hit it. Yeah, as old mate told us, just... Just don't hit it. Just don't hit it. That's the way, yeah. That's the aim. Uh, That means the boat ramp's pretty much accessible at all tides, fish eyes. Uh, The fishing's been reasonable. Uh, 30 boats out on both days last weekend. Lots of rats up the top and reports of some good fish caught around Norlangi. Tide's neepening this weekend. Uh, No doubt fish eyes will try their luck downstream for the daily doubler. A barrer up Brooks and Dewey or two at the mouth. So some good fishing starting to be reported uh, from around the south. Mm. Uh, Baronats posted on Thursday this week. Daily has risen about two metres over the last few days to be back up to around eight metres uh, okay. with more rain forecasts over the next week. It looks like it might just stay up for another week or two. This looks really great for some awesome fishing at this year's Nats six weeks till kickoff. And the boys uh, shaved their heads. Oh, yeah, the uh, shave for a cure for the Leukemia Foundation, Fro and Smithy. Fro and Smithy. Uh, after Fro's shave, mm. where he also ditched his eyebrows. That's bold. It seems like his own kid, though, didn't really take to his new look. Oh, didn't recognise Dad. Yeah, and so Fro's gone in for a cuddle and a kiss. And got nothing. And the kid's full sus. Oh, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, like backing away. But worth it. Yeah, I went to Smithy's thing, which was just awesome, man. Kick and band, everyone up on the dance floor. Stewie Martin got up and auctioning off the 
the prizes. <laughs> Rob auctioned off, you know, the, uh, who could pay the most to shave his head. And the woman who, 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 who won it, she got to the back of the head. Another bloke wandered in and said, 150 bucks to stop there. Oh, yeah. So Rob's walking around with this big clump of hair, like right through the back. His own wife wouldn't wouldn't even dance with him, let alone kiss him on the dance floor afterwards. He finally had a mm. mullet on him. Yeah, yeah, but it was a really stupid short mullet. You know, the flat at the back of his head. <laughs> and a great job to you both, uh, you mob. Ahoy from Peter. This is the same Peter from last week who was asking, as so many are, for the anti-chunder medication nah, beard. Yep. Boys, thanks for the info. I'm actually not a chunderer by trade, oh. Pete now tells us. I'm usually there with the last one standing, but I'm, I'm heading uh, to some islands game fishing uh, in WA later this month and have been warned to be prepared for rough weather. It's a six-day tournament. I thought if things get bad, I might need some medical help. Uh, so he's a preventative. He's preventatively medicating. Sensible. I suppose. Um, I, I, I need to remember that he says, uh, says Peter, that seasickness has been regarded as being worse than, worse than dying. Worse than dying. No wonder the Chandras want to be medicated. Yeah, absolutely. But, it's bad. It is bad. But, but, as we've hopefully managed to get across to you, Fishos, in recent weeks... A medicated Chandra, still a proper Chandra, still a proper Chandra. A medicated Chandra is still a proper Chandra. Oh, you did it. That's exactly what I was thinking, Beard. Ah. Well done. You know your musicals. Yeah. See, we, this is going to Broad... This is exactly... This is to Broadway. Should I send this to Broadway? This is fantastic. Can you put that on a mixtape or something and post <laughs> it to Broadway? Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Expect some mail. Shoot it. Share it. Shout it. Give us a voice. Sitting in the backyard in Parap in a boat that... Well, it used to belong to Captain Glenn Waddy. Uh, it's now in uh, new hands, that of Jeff Roscoe from Chilled Out Fishing Charters. How you going, Jeff? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You've given me a piece of paper here with some stats on it from your recent trips to the Finnis, and uh, I'm just going to go through it. Trip 1, 25 over 63. Trip 2, 8 over 90, 96 the biggest. Trip 3, mm, 3 over the 90s. Whoa! Where was I? Three over the 90s, eight over the 80s, 11 over 70, nine over 60, trip four, six over 90, four over 80. What the hell is going on? They're not actually my stats. That's them keeping the stats. So I'm... This is your punches, you mean? Yeah, they, um, there's a couple on there. Uh, Mandy, she was running the spreadsheet on there, so she kept it pretty, pretty neat. But these trips had me snookered. There's no way. There's no way they had me on the hop so there's some pretty impressive numbers in there hell yeah and sort of amongst all that i don't think i read this out there was a 110 a 107 a 101 a 104 106 107 102 this is i don't want to correct you but that's three 101s oh sorry the three 101s and two 104s sorry yeah i didn't didn't read that right Okay, this is actually since the rules, the new rules came in. So you've, you've been fishing uh, the first 5Ks and only the Northern Bank. Yeah, so once it came in, it was it sort of threw me out. But what threw me out to get to there was that the daily was closed. 
So took a punt and that's where we ended up. You told me before that most of these were on the cast, not on the trial. You'd fish in little runoffs. Yeah, and just little... There's some faster water there and there's a bit of dirty water, but what we've found is just floating and casting the, the cloudy water. So it's, it's a mix of that, that bigger tide and it's a mix of the tannin um, that's, that's creating that. And you see it when you're there, the big cloudy pieces coming through and we're sticking to those edges. So when you pour the milk in the coffee and you haven't stirred it yet, is that what you're looking at? Yeah, that's exactly it, mate. And and then you'll see the bait and, and the threadies in amongst it. But there's lots of um, there's lots of the tarp on that that are, that are floating down with that. And they're trying to work their way out of it because they're, they're trying to get up up those creeks and, and get a bit of cover, but there's nowhere to go. Jeez, I didn't think there was actually so many creeks in, the, in that first 5K, but you're finding opportunities. And it's about just staying there and just seeing at both ends of the tide as well. And, and when that really drops out and just sort of marking that and then coming back. And look, we're working hard to find them. And so what tides are you uh, hitting? Two hours before the top and sort of, and then just one, when it dies off after it turns at the top and then that, that's it and then just sort of follow it out. And big hard bodies on the cast? Yeah, big hard bodies. But we've been using some smaller smaller plastics and then when you're getting the, the, a couple of the smaller fish, we know that where the smaller fish are the bigger fish are lurking and we're trying to then just get them bigger lures in there and we're working them really hard to try and deter the smaller fish that's what we found uh, yesterday yesterday was a cracker and i'm starting to gather that when you say cracker you actually really mean it i think cracker for me is um look one or two fish beauty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and oh, i'm the same like i'm always happy to go get one fish now and then and this it was just a game changer for us a lot of them have you know I think Mandy was one. She said, "If I keep fishing, I can't. I can't hang on to it." She said, "I'm sore," and I said, "That's uh, that's what you're after." I'm not going to talk about all the punters that that you, you've had on in the last four weeks, uh, but you did mention to me earlier one particular punter who who got a little bit emotional. I guess is is probably what you'd say. She did, mate. She uh, she watched everyone else get really good fish, and I said, "You'll get one." I said, "If you keep casting, you're going to get one." She did. She she'd hooked up a big fish. It went ninety six, I think, ninety four, ninety six. And I said, I can't help you here. I said, it's going to be all you. And she fought it, and she fought it, and she was she was hurt, and it was hot, and she was. Just, wait, wait, wait. Were you helping her? No, nah, no. Nah, well, this is they say, you know, you're not allowed to help them. And then when she said, don't help, don't help. And then when I said, well, I ain't helping. I'm here for um, support. And then it was pushing so hard once the big fish they catch in the tide there we chased it with a mint coat and we, got, we worked and she got lined back it took, I think they videoed it for nine minutes and she got it back and she got it in the boat and she just dropped on the floor and she was, she was all emotional and she looked up she was crying she was so happy it was deafening it was deafening oh my god <laughs> it, was, it was it was exactly like that and I thought I thought she'd stood on something she was crying and I'm like they're going to need a moment up the front these two I don't know what was going on so she's hugging me she said I'm so happy to be a part of it and I said does this happen in Michigan? Sounds like a pretty loved up situation. Then. Oh, it was, mate. It was. It was. I don't know. You, you want good clients, and and I've been really lucky. A little fella around here at the barber shop. Um, he, yeah, he went nuts. What? What did he get? One oh six, I think he went. Please. What his first fish? Uh, might have been his first or his second. I'm not sure, but yeah, mm. he was a very happy little haircutter. That's for sure. He didn't want to let me go. I was, I was like, right, I stop now. That's <laughs> enough, mate. Up the front. <laughs> Continuing to look at, at the finish, I, I guess you, you keep a pretty close eye on, on where the rain is falling and, and, and for how long. How much longer is it going to keep fishing well, do you think? Finish this big set, I reckon, this big set of tides. We've noticed every time we've had a good shower, just enough, too much would shut it down. 
but we've been getting just enough. And then I said, if it keeps going, we're going to be in trouble. And then when it stops, it's like, hang on, here we go. So that little shower has enticed a, another little like um, bite window there. Just a passing shower in the moment has triggered another bite window. But not just a little shower either. We're talking a good dump of rain, but because it's on the outgoing, it's, it's quite high, those mud banks haven't been exposed, which then creates that real shitty water. So, so we've been lucky enough to, to get those. It's just been a, a really good 10 days for us. And um, then we've been doing the, the whole getting, getting mums involved and families, and that's a big one. Brings me to my next point. You try to, to cater for, for the mums and the kids as much as you can, which means that in some instances doing your best to bribe the kids so they don't distract mum from fishing. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, I've been uh, known to bring out the iPad and say, well, you get to watch one session of uh, something on here while mum has a fish, and if, uh, if you behave yourself and you have a happy lunchbox, then, uh, yeah, you can, you can watch another session later. And I think the mums, and even dads, when they've got uh, looking after the kids, they can appreciate a little bit of tech time so that you can get things done. And on the boat, it's no different. Um, one of the mums, she was up the front, and she was mouthing to me saying, thank you. Thanks. And I, and, and I was like, yeah, it's a hard gig taking your kids somewhere to try and enjoy something. But when you go fishing, and this type of fishing too, very, very lucky. The kids <laughs> and me, I think. Yeah. All right, man. Well, look, this piece of paper, these numbers, it's not that often actually that we talk to a guide and, and you can tell they're actually flabbergasted themselves with what's happened. I only fell over the first. The first few I thought, oh, yeah, this will see them out, but they, they stayed there. All right, well... Good luck uh, going into the next uh, couple of months of fishing. And, um, look, I hope you get a few more hugs. Yeah, me too, me too. But for all the other fishers too, if you see me out there, I'll share my knowledge with you because you've got to go and catch the fish. Come say day because I'll tell you, there's no big secrets for me. You'll see where I'm fishing. You'll see what we're using. But, yeah, it's been it's been good. But come say day. And I'll give you a hug. <laughs> yeah, I might share, share a hug with you. Yeah. <laughs> good on you, Roscoe. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Well, what to say there? Unbelievable figures. Mm, yeah. Like, he's obviously nailing that at just the right time. Yeah. Um, with a rap sheet like that. A uh, key point, though, and I, I wonder whether this is just, if, if you're on Jeff's boat or an overarching philosophy that should apply on any boat and um, beard, you've you got to know when to let go of a hug. Oh, yeah. The release point is critical and intuitive and and requires microsecond precision. Do you know anybody who, who holds ling- too long lingers too long? Yeah. Yeah. You right up in your face there and hold on, mate, I'm I'm my hands are now back by my side. Yeah. I am stand you are hugging a plank. Yeah. yeah. Read well, the body language. I'm a plank now. Oh, I've been patting your back for five minutes now. Look, sometimes when, when someone needs consoling, sure. Yeah. But in a celebratory moment, if you go to plank Mm. release especially if it's a guide you've only known for an hour (laughs) sure you're jubilant but he's turned into a plank you met him when he picked you up at the hotel an hour ago let him go i know but you look you look in that moment you know you're not thinking but he planked yeah but you're overtaken with emotion and you need human affection I don't, I don't think you can excuse a, an overhaul. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, obviously Roscoe dealt with it very well. He did. Mm. Uh, but how's this for a different touch? Uh, Roscoe told me after our chat that, uh, that one of those girls, um, he, as like a little keepsake, mm. he had one of the scales on one of the sort of the, the bigger barrel that they caught, um, uh, put like a brass little, kind of, drilled a hole in it, put in a brass eyelet thingy on it and gave it to him as a, uh, as a key ring, as a keepsake. Well, he takes a little cordless. 
<laughs> yeah, to, to yeah. make jewellery. Yeah, yeah. No wonder go. he's getting hugged. Yeah. He's a jewel. He's a fisho catching people meteries, and he's got a sensitive side and can make jewellery for them. Maybe it's something you can do while he's in a in inordinately long hug. I, I take it all back. Keep hugging the plank. This guy's got a lot going for him. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, a message just in. <laughs> you won't believe this from from uh, Benny Berry on fishing at abc.net.au. The email address. Hi Church. How do I get a hold of the awesome seasick tablets? Ah, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't. I, you never would have predicted what this would have started. They are I, out ca- there. I can't take the wife and daughter out to the point they no longer want to come fishing. <laughs> Please help. We've only been in Darwin a, uh, a short while and we went out to the fads and we didn't even wet a line due to seasickness. So we will do, mate. Um, we'll get on to you with the details so long as you and, and they understand this important aspect of the, the entire deal. The medicated chandara is still a proper chandara, And again, some thanks should go to you, Benny, Berry, and Paul, and John, and Terry, and all the other dozens of people who've asked, because it's because of this your impetus asking for the seasickness tablets that me and Beard are now heading to Broadway. So, so thank you. It's a hell of a side hustle. That's the real screaming. Tails. Just smashing on the surface. Here we go. Here he is. Oh, here he is. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. From Whoop. the tinny. Yeah. Ah. Hi. Um... Taylor from Palmerston here. Went fishing not too long ago out at Shady Camp for Josh's birthday and I caught a 114 on his birthday and then this time last year I also caught my PB at 110. Wait a minute, you caught you caught a 114 on his birthday this year and he did a 110 on his birthday last year? Yeah. What's um, going on there? <laughs> it's always around his birthday. There's pretty good tides. Um, for that area, so he was pretty set on getting some good fish for his birthday as well, but <laughs> turns out it was just the one big fish for the day and that happened to be mine. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this? Oh, I was stoked. It was a good day, but I think now it's starting to hit him and <laughs> he's starting to get a bit angry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a bit frustrated. This is uh, the man yeah. who's um, who's a very capable bill fisher, um, but was trying so hard last year. He sort of did what a dozen trips or something, uh, you know, for donuts, and so it sort of speaks to the determination of the man uh, that that he's willing to give it that many goes. Um, so you must, I'm <laughs> guessing, there's got to be some sort of management of his emotional state that's necessary in this situation. I kind of ignore it now. <laughs> I've been with him for that long, <laughs> and. He's getting frustrated now, so... Um, my guess is that he's responded to this with more fishing trips. Yeah, he's done a couple uh, since we've caught the 114, and um, he's been donutting Oof. since, so he's just like to run off. Um, <laughs> he's pretty angry. And so when he's come back from those trips, having donutted, what are your words for him? Literally nothing. <laughs> I'm just, I kind of have a little smirk and... A little giggle. Oh, that smirk um, says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 talk about the 114. On the troll at the mouth, I guess. Yeah, no secret. It's about midday. Uh, wasn't much bait showing, 
a few conga lines happening out at the mouth there. The fish that we did actually mark on the sounder, my 114, Josh marked it on the sounder um, and it was just sitting at perfect height for my lure. I seen it jump, it took my rod. We had four rods out and it took mine. And How do you find it managing like, uh, four rods? Oh, yeah, trolling with four rods, it's, it's hectic. It, it gets in the way, but for some reason, I think just because we were both keen to get this fish in the boat, we were pretty spot on with winding in the rods. It was fairly easy to get to the boat, but yeah, as soon as it got to the boat, it just went <laughs> under the boat multiple times around the motor and... Um, <laughs> He had it in the net, half in the net, and then it came out, and then the lure came out at the same time, and we just had it kind of stuck. The net was kind of stuck on the gills, and the lure was out, and the net was also stuck on the boat. So it was a, it was a lot going on. Oh, <laughs> hectic. Josh ended up grabbing it by the mouth, and I grabbed just a little bit under the gills, and we kind of just yanked it in the boat. And it, it, I fell on my back onto the back of the boat with the fish on top of me and everything. It was just, it was hectic. And I was like, I didn't really care if there was any rods being broken at, at the time or if like we had hooks in us, but we just really wanted that fish in the boat. <laughs> you fell backwards <laughs> with the fish in your arms. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was good. <laughs> Smack bang on his birthday. <laughs> did you tell him happy birthday after you caught that? I did. I was like, happy birthday, Josh. Oh, and he's mate. like, <laughs> You were just sticking a knife in. Yeah. We were both celebrating hard, but um, yeah, I think now it's kind of getting to him. Congratulations. Can I please go fishing with Josh on his birthday next year, please? Thank you. <laughs> You're bound to catch one. Thanks for telling us the yarn, Taylor. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, mate. See ya. Tales from the Tinny. Literally nothing. <laughs> nothing, Taylor. No- nothing? It's not nothing. It was a smirk and a, and a giggle. Oh yeah, it was worse. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was worse than nothing. Yeah. Hey Josh, I've got a great idea. What you can do for your birthday, sweetie? Take a photo of me with a meadery. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah. Uh, yay! Then we can cut the cake. I'll organise everything because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what happened there. <laughs> what Taylor only told me afterwards is that Josh has actually taken six weeks off work to fish the runoff. Yeah. Yet at the time of interviewing, he had yet to catch one. I don't know if he's caught one since, but it does. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah. It makes that 114 even more traumatic for the, for the man than it already was. It makes the smirk bloody traumatic. Yeah. And I mean, and it does make her fishing seem more efficient when you consider the ratio hours on the water to centimetres of barramundi caught. That it's undeniable that if you, if you crunch the stats, she's more efficient, but then she's smirking about it. Taylor, congratulations, by the way. Congratulations to everyone involved. And it's not like Josh hasn't caught good barrow over the years. Oh, yeah. In any case, mate, well, I think what we're trying to say is given the smirk, given being forced to take the photo of Taylor's metery on your birthday, uh, before the cake was even cut, mm. we're here for you, uh, as is Beryl from Lifeline, uh, ready to take your call on level seven of TFT. HQ. And I will come fishing with you on your birthday <laughs> next year. I'll come too. And then we'll go to our, our secret private m- 90s creeks <laughs> just to celebrate our birthday. Suddenly he just picks his rod up and says, yeah, here's another fish. What do you do with the rest of the time? I can't sleep, really. <laughs> I know how the fish feel now. And that's where they'll surprise you. Tales from the tinny. Get a mullet up your bras. Hey, guess what, Beard? What? You know how Andy... Refresh the tinny sticker yeah. down at King Ash. On the sticker. 
Yeah, he just put a new sticker on top of the stinger because if you're just tuning in because he wasn't catching any fish on this trip he's out on. Uh, so he put a new sticker on top of the old sticker mm. and all we heard back was crickets. New shirt on top of the old stinky shirt. Yeah. Just weird and rash. He's just back into scratchy comms. Oh. Before cutting out and, and you know painting his face in excrement as he cements this slow spiralling descent into insanity... Uh, he just—he simply said, "The sticker. It changed everything. Everything. Thing. 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 Or he's jubilant or, you know, we'll find out next week on, on, on the tinning. <laughs> it changed everything. That, that is it from us uh, for this week, Fishos. Um, thanks to Mr. Golden Shower himself, Jace. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, Taylor O'Hare, just keep the smirks to at a minimum rate, please. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, we care about Josh's feelings, but well done. Yeah, no, congratulations, Taylor. Cracking, cracking fish, obviously. Thanks also to uh, Jack Watson uh, and all them hoys. Uh, and to Seabat, defying the well-established odds on the Adelaide. Um, but final thanks go to Jeff Roscoe. And this bloke, too. He was a very happy little haircutter, that's for sure. Can we make efforts to find that very happy little haircutter beard? <laughs> Are you going to send me to every barber and oh, just uh, make them... Man, Did you catch a 106 the other week? Bro, you found a guy who received his first golden shower and convinced him that the church of the tinny needed to hear about it. Mm. This shouldn't be a problem to find a happy little haircutter. And ask him how the trip was. Find someone small in stature with a big grin on his face. I mean, you know, you catch a 106, you actually, you can't stop grinning for weeks. Find that dude, would you? Yeah. And until next week, get a happy little mullet up here.